Welcome to the European Heart Journal, CasePod Podcast 2022. I'm Dr. Ashwin Barbie, Podcast Editor. Today, I'll be talking about a case report by Naoki Hoshino, Takashi Muramatsu, Tetsuya Tsukamoto, and Akira Yamada from Toyoke, Japan, titled Recovering Mitral Regurgitation with Hemolytic Anemia After Mitral Procedure, an autopsy case report. Introduction Mitral regurgitation, otherwise known as MR, is the most prevalent valvular heart disease worldwide. Echocardiography is the investigation of choice to assess severity, etiology, and leaflet morphology in mitral regurgitation. More recently, transcatheter edge-to-edge mitral valve repair has come to the forefront in the management of patients who are deemed too high risk for surgery. The following case report describes the case of recurrent mitral regurgitation and the development of hemolytic anemia after transcatheter mitral valve repair. A summary of case report. A 79-year-old lady with a history of moderate MR, ascending and descending aortic replacement or aortic dissection, atrial fibrillation, and chronic kidney disease, was repeatedly admitted for dyspnea of the last three years. In her most recent admission, she was hemodynamically stable with mild peripheral edema. Auscultation revealed a loud pansystolic murmur, her loudest at the apex. Transthoracic echocardiography demonstrated left atrial enlargement and severe MR, deviating from the A2P2 coaptation to the posterior wall of the left atrium. Transesophageal echocardiography showed functional shortening and limited motion of the posterior mitral valve leaflet retracted to the posterior wall. The A2 leaflet was slightly thickened and prolonged, suggesting pseudo-prolapse. The coaptation length, depth, and P2 length were 2, 4, and 11 mm, respectively. The mitral valve area was 4.6 cm squared, and the mitral anode diameter was 36 mm. Based on these findings, a diagnosis of atrial functional MR, or AFMR, was diagnosed. Alongside her comorbidities and advanced frailty, the Society of Thoracic Surgeons' Risk Score was estimated at 11.8% for mitral valve replacement. Thus, she was deemed high risk for open heart surgery and underwent transcatheter edge-to-edge mitral valve repair after MDT discussion. During the procedure, clips were placed medially and laterally to the A2P2. The MR became mild and post-procedure mean mitral valve pressure gradient was 1 mm per mercury. In addition, the mean left atrial pressure gradient improved from 20 mm per mercury to 15 mm per mercury. However, day 5 post-procedure, echocardiography showed moderate MR with progression to severe MR at day 12 post-procedure. Subsequently, the patient clinically deteriorated with significant fluid overload, low-grade fever, and very dark coloured urine. Blood tests identified normal cystic anemia with undetectable haptoglobin levels. Furthermore, schistocytes were seen in the blood smear, hence a diagnosis of mechanical hemolysis induced by recurrent MR was established. The patient was extensively discussed at the heart team MDT, but due to difficulties in undertaking a repeat mitral procedure, the patient was managed medically for a severe MR. Treatment with beta blockade, hemodialysis, and haptoglobin replenishment stabilized the fluid overload and hemolytic anemia. Unfortunately, the patient became severely deconditioned and eventually passed away. 
secondary to aspiration pneumonia. Autopsy findings reveal the lateral side of the A2 was dehisced with the clip deviating to the left atrium, concluding as a single leaflet device attachment. Discussion Mechanical hemolysis is a well-recognized complication after surgical mitral valve repair. However, its onset after transcatheter mitral valve repair is less well established. Sheer stress or mechanical trauma to the red blood cells caused with regurgitant flow or the transcatheter device itself are potential mechanisms of hemolytic anemia. In the present case, hemolysis occurred in the setting of severe regurgitation near the proximity of the prosthesis due to single leaflet device attachment. Off note, the hemolysis was evident when the MR had worsened, suggesting hemodynamic severity from the MR rather than the mitral clip itself may have been the main etiology of the hemolysis. Literature has suggested that exposure to high regurgitation flow can cause histological degeneration of the mitral valve leaflets. Although leaflet tear is classically associated with underlying valve pathology, characterized by fibroelastic deficiency or diffuse myxomatous degeneration, it is challenging to detect mitral leaflet degeneration by echocardiography, specifically in atrial functional mitral regurgitation. Further, it is widely accepted that patients with chronic kidney disease develop valvular calcification, which may also contribute to the mechanical weakness of the leaflets. Conversely, in this patient with chronic kidney disease, there is no evidence of microclassifications of the mitral valve during autopsy studies. Atrial functional mitral regurgitation leads to mitral annular dilatation, which subsequently leads to a lack of cryptation between the leaflets. This in turn can cause excessive stress on the leaflets when the clips are deployed. In the case report described, retrospective analysis of the transesophageal echocardiography did suggest medial deviation of the mitral annulus and excessive tension on the anterior mitral leaflet immediately after the transcatheter procedure, which potentially may have contributed to single leaflet device attachment. Data from an international registry suggests transcatheter mitral valve repair failures have an incidence rate of 3.5%. Failure is defined as a single leaflet device attachment, as in this case, or a loss of leaflet insertion or clip embolization. Of the mitral clip failures, around 35% underwent a repeat procedure with a success rate of 75%. In contrast, 48% were treated with medical therapy, with nearly 50% of these passing away two years after the procedure. The newer generation devices, such as the mitral clip MTW or XTW, have a wider grasping area and thereby reducing the risk of single leaflet device attachment associated with leaflet tear. The Pascal transcatheter valve repair system is also expected to reduce the mechanical stress on the valve leaflets by introducing a central spacer within the mitral valve regurgitation orifice. Such new devices may reduce the recurrence rate of MR in atrial functional mitral regurgitation cases. Conclusion This case report highlights that in addition to primary MR, secondary MR may also cause valve leaflet degeneration. A possibility of mechanical hemolysis should also be considered when recurrent MR is observed after transcatheter mitral valve procedure. The authors wanted to highlight the following learning points. 1. Autopsy findings 
suggested that not only primary mitral regurgitation, but also secondary atrial functional mitral regurgitation may be associated with valve leaflet degeneration. 2. Atrial functional mitral regurgitation lacks gravitational valve leaflets due to mitral annelid dilatation that may cause excessive stretching stress on the leaflets when grasping by the clips. 3. A possibility of mechanical hemolysis should be considered when recurrent MR is observed after transcatheter mitral valve repair. Thank you to the authors of this case report for highlighting this industrial case for us. And thank you for listening to European Heart Journal Case Support Podcast. References and the original case reports are available online. Visit academic.oup.com forward slash EHACR for other interesting case reports. Music is computer by stage shirts. <laughs>